This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and co-host, and with me today is Giannis Janais. This is our post-match show of the embarrassing 1-0 loss for Fulham against Huddersfield Town. This was a horrible loss, and we'll be breaking it down in a few minutes. This will be an abbreviated show, but we will definitely talk about what went wrong here. And uh, before I do anything else, I have to bring on Giannis back to the show. Giannis, it's been about 24 hours. It still hurts, my friend. How are you doing? Well, my head's still in the toilet, if that's what you're asking. Um, that was... <laughs> Yeah, what a yeah! It was a mess. It was. Uh, I think, you know, the poor fans that journeyed up, uh, you know, on a Monday night. God bless them. Um, but but it really was a wretched performance, you know. And what sums up the game for me, Russ? You got you got two teams, the bottom two teams in the division, that yep. put together two shots on net in ninety minutes. <laughs> and not only that, the goal that wins it is an own goal. I mean, I it's just just an awful awful game. And memories of. Was it 2013 or 2014 when we went down to St. Mary's and lost to Southampton, didn't have a oh, shot on that? Oh, that was horrible. No, yeah, it, was actually, that. it was actually the West Ham match that they didn't have a shot on net. Oh, it's just horrendous. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just, um, I was angry at the end of the game. I calmed down a little bit. But I think um, there was obviously some fundamental problems here. And uh, unfortunately, we've got Liverpool on the horizon. <laughs> It's terrible there, my friend. And let me yeah. just mention, at the end of the show, we will be talking about Slavisa Jokanovic because there's obviously a lot of talk about his future. I actually did a couple polls. I will mention those polls at the end of the show and then get your thoughts on the future of Slavisa. But before yeah. we do all that, I, I want to spend some time, obviously, talking about this mess, my friend. And I think the best way to start this is to look at the starting 11 and the 18 overall. When I looked yeah. at it, I thought it was okay. I w- would have made maybe a, a change not having Dennis Adoy in there, maybe having Alfie Mawson in there. But when I looked at the bench, Giannis, that's what actually surprised me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we had no strikers on there. You know, Caban, you got um, 
Cabana's not out there. Dare I say Floyd Aite? Did yeah. I just say that? Yes, I did. And um, it was loaded, really, apart from bets, it was loaded with defenders and midfielders, right. one of whom, Callum Chambers, shouldn't even be on the, the third 11, let alone the second. So <laughs> it, was, um, it, look, it looked a little scary. Yep. It looked like we were, we were um, you know, because if you don't have strikers on the bench, you really don't have a plan B. There was no plan B. And there was no plan B. And um, clearly they were up for it. They had a good crowd up at uh, Leeds Road. They were, um, they were up for the fight. And um, to give them credit, they did a very, very good job of pressing throughout the game. But, I mean, if you look at the 11, you, you've got to say, well, that should be 11, an 11 that is good enough to go up to Yorkshire and get something. Absolutely. Just, as the game went on, Russ, it just looked more and more dim. It really did. It looked bleak. It just, you just couldn't see where, where, you know, we couldn't see where um, we were going to create chances. Confidence looked low. Um, players were all out of sync. And we just looked a, a really sorry mess. It's, it's one thing if, you know, if you're not playing well and you put in a good shift, but we, we, did, we just didn't. We weren't there. We didn't show up. And um, number of players going to have to look in the mirror. And fingers are being pointed. Um, obviously, Slava's getting a lot of stick for this, but has, has Tony Khan bought a bunch of, you know, has he bought some players who are stiffs who just can't do it at this level? And and it's the and interestingly, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, Tony was pretty quick to come to the forefront and tweeting all this stuff once he'd made all the, you know, all the signings have been made. But in the recent past, he's been very, very quiet. He has. And I'm sure his dad is saying, well, you spent 100 million on this lot. You know, where's you know where, you know, where, tell me where the uh, the investment has gone because we're bottom and we're bottom for a reason. We're the, we are the right now the worst team in the division. Absolutely, it's there's no question. We deserve yeah. to be where we are, Giannis. And uh, yeah. as I said to Max last night, we did a very quick full time show and it was very depressing right afterwards. It's been 24 hours. I still feel bad. I usually feel better after some of these matches, but not this one. I still feel bad one day later, but. The one thing that stood out to me, Giannis, and we talk about how Huddersfield Town played. This is what we were discussing about how they pressed and how they were up for it and how they were closing us down. There was no space. Yeah. But what I noticed from Fulham, where was the fight in the players? That's the mm-hmm. thing that really got me. Listen, we can blame Savisa because I want to ask you about his tactics to start off this match in just a second. But let's put the blame on the players because, again, they're going out there can blame the actual game plan, too, with Savisa. But let's look at the players. Where were they in this match? Why did they not come up for this match, come up for the fight against the team that was coming right at them? Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. But, it, it, you can, you can, Russ, you can prepare a team all you want. But when the whistle blows, it's the players that, that go across the white line. And for me, there's a number of players that really got to look in the mirror. I mean, you know, what's Slava supposed to do? You know, you don't become a bad manager overnight. I've never believed that, and I'm never going to believe that. This is the same guy. That yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, 23-game unbeaten run. So uh, all of a sudden now we're poor. Um, players, Tim Ream, I mean, I, I'm going to give Tim, Tim Ream some, some stick, but give him a bit of leeway in a, way, in a way. Tim Ream, the last couple of weeks, has been talking about the lack of fight. Yep. Intensity from the squad. Now, uh, for me, from the, you know, for me, he, he for the player who was this, you know player of the season last year. You keep that in the locker room. 
You keep it in the locker room. You know, you shut up and you get on with the job. I totally agree with this. But unfortunately, what he's saying is ringing true. Yeah, it is. But clearly, there clearly there are some major issues there. I don't know. We probably do, we may never know what they are, but there are some serious issues in that in the in the locker room. And when you look at Slava and his body language, really, even even the second half, he just he just knew he knew, and um, he's put out a lineup that should be competitive against that lot, and they've 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 laid an egg. So um, the players have to look in the mirror. They've got to look in the mirror um, because I, I thought I thought at times we were a bloody shambles, and I can't. I will never. I kept thinking, and I, I mean, the older fans listening to this will go, yeah, well, this, you know, maybe have a smile on their face. We used to have a player a number of years ago, Terry Herlock. Nah, he's not one of our best ever players. But when Herlock went out there, you knew he was going to clatter a few people and just, yep. you know, ask some questions. And there was none of that last night. We just, we didn't nope. look like we were ready. We looked, no. They and were, it was such a shame. They looked, they looked unprepared, Giannis, and they did not look up for the fight. No, and, didn't. uh, that's the most disappointing part of all this. And I hear a lot of blame for Slavisa. And listen, he deserves blame. As I said this last night, you win as a team, you lose as a team, you draw as a team. So there's so much blame that you can just spread around because the players deserve it and Slavisa and his coaching staff deserve it. But the one thing that just still irritates me is the performance is, you know, again, you're out there and, uh, it's funny because they were talking about this at halftime on NBC Sports. They were showing video of Fulham coming back on to the pitch, and the players just, again, just talking amongst themselves. They were pointing out that there was no one there, Giannis, out of all the players about to come back on the pitch for the second half that was a leader that was trying to get them all motivated for that second half. There was just this attitude of, Lack of urgency, Giannis. And that's what yeah. startled me when I saw that video. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you could tell the body language. I mean, I, you could argue strongly that the leader of the club right now is an 18-year-old. Like I, I said, I mean, he was the yeah. one that actually looked like he was up for it. Yeah, he was up for it. You know, I mean, Mitro, you, you know, got, well, Mitro got no service. I mean, the, the booking was a frustration booking. I can sort yep. of understand that. I thought Rico... You know, I, th- I like what I've seen from Rico so far. I mean, he's, he's doing as best as he can, you know, as the keeper. But but um, it's um, I understand that there was – I do love something that Slava said last night after the game when he said that players were talking to each other in the change room afterwards and he turned around and said, well, it's a bit too late now. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, – I would be – I'd be doing my absolute nut right now. Um, and it's not because of the result. To me, it's the effort. There's no way you That's should. That's what it's for me, my friend. Yeah, it just it's it's. There's something very very wrong right now. I don't know what it is. I, um, and that's why now the Khans are probably sitting down and saying, okay, let's look at the fixture list. We don't look like. We, I mean, before it was we 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 concede goals for fun. Now we don't look like we could score in a, in a month for Sundays. Right. So then the question becomes. You know, you tighten things up a little bit at the, at the back, but you can't create chances, and players look out of sync. So, have they tuned out uh, the manager? Has Tony Khan picked, in, picked up players who are what we call gravy players in a division that has a lot of gravy? But even for the Man Cities and the Liverpools and Chelsea of this world, they've still got the meat and potatoes. They've still got the players that will work really hard to create they do. the gravy. And um, we don't have any of that. Tom Kearney looked absolutely lost last night. Seri was. Yep. 
all over the shop, um, which just looked messy. So um, then the next question becomes, you know, with with five days till the next game, do um, you know is there a change made? And then and then if you make a change, look what they've got. I mean, how do you organise this lot? I I, I, I with their confidence right now is is um, I don't know. It's and we can't turn around and say, well, the refs have been crap, the, the linesmen um, have been blind, you know. Uh, no, it's not. You know, offside call not quite given. Yep. You know, a penalty that wasn't. No, it's none of that. We've just been bloody poor. Yes. You know, so um, no excuses here because no again, excuses, no. we could talk about those things, but really, no excuses. They were no, just no. outplayed in this match, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, we were. Yeah, and and yeah, and I think the Fulham fans will been most upset by the lack of effort um, right. and no shots on that is, is absolutely inexcusable but um, you know um, is this the bottom we don't know yet I and we don't so, know what the friend. fans are going to think I mean look we're hearing you and I are hearing the rumblings Russ and all the fans, yep. fans are you know we're hearing about Big Sam I mean Lord help us um, we're hearing about David Moyes Lord help us I know Claudio Ranieri is out there as well yep. you've, got, you've got good managers out there that would love to come back to, to you know, but, but, but what are you going to do? I mean, first off, what are you going to do with this back four? What are you going to do? I mean, where, where, where do you begin to start the midfield? Um, Zangisa looks, Zangisa looks absolutely, he's, he looks, he looks lost. And I he thought putting theory with Kenny was going to work and they looked all over the shop and, just up front, they were just scrapping for bits. Sherla looks like he's really shot it. Yep. Although, you know, um, Vieto looks all over the map. Mitro's trying hard, yep. but he's feeding off. He, he might as well be a buttery guy. He's feeling, feeding off little drops of trill. <laughs> he, he can't do anything right now. Oh, so it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's sad, and I, you don't want to see it, but um, you know what? Palace started the season last year 0-7, 0-8, whatever it was, and they weren't <laughs> Well, anyway. They did, and I believe after eleven matches, I think Savisa actually said this that they had four points. So I guess keep that in mind. That's according to the full manager. I think he was just trying to put everything into perspective, which I understand, my friend. Before we break down the first half, and again, we're just going to talk about some key moments in both halves. I just want to ask you this because um, again, they were talking about this in the commentary at halftime on NBC Sports. Yeah, that David Wagner came out with three at the back. And the game plan was to get the ball wide and take advantage of Fulham that way and get all these crosses into the box, which they certainly did. And their thoughts were, Giannis, I want to get your thoughts, is that the way Fulham played in this match, the way they were set up, is that they played right into the hands of Huddersfield Town because they want to play through the middle. So thoughts on... Savisa setting the team up the way that he did. I don't know if he was expecting three at the back from Huddersfield Town because I know that they played a good amount at 4-2-3-1. Do you right. think maybe he was caught off guard a little bit? They obviously made a change at halftime. What are your thoughts about the tactics? I know we're talking all about the performance, but what could he have done? Um, well, looking at the lineup, he put, looking at the lineup he did put out uh, last night, I mean, it's... It, um... I'm not sure. I mean, it was, you know, was was three in the middle going to work? And if you look at Zambo, is he sort of mobility that you want? Do you want to show up in the midfield and bring one back? I mean, which in which case, 
the bench would have looked different for sure um, in terms of, you know, maybe dropping Charlotte Lee outside and, you know, maybe bringing in someone, you know, like a Steph Joe. Well, Steph Joe, at least, you know, is going to clatter a few players, but yep. just, try and, just try and get some, some bite in there because you knew that it was their home game. They hadn't won a game and you knew it was going to be difficult. Yep. But um, and I think the I think the deal was sealed before the game when you looked at the lineup because I remember looking at it and going, okay, I like the lineup, but what happens if he goes belly up? Yeah, and there was uh, nowhere else to go. And there was nowhere else to go. And um, it was, I mean, it was it was, you know, I thought we played all right against City in the Carabao, but we we weren't going to break them down by any means. But Yesterday we looked like a, a, a lost team. We looked like a lost team, and the, the problem right now, yep. and I think this is where the cards are probably sitting down, or have sat down today and said, "What what did you see as a unit on the field last night?" And it looked to me like a team that didn't have any hope. They looked they looked like they were gold down before they even got on the field, and um, so there's there's a mindset problem right now. They're I totally nervous, agree, yes. and they're making yeah, and they're making mistakes. And the question is now, who can deliver? You know, can Slava recover it, or can or do we need someone else to come in and deliver the message? Um, because I think I, I believe Slava's on a rolling contract, right? This is it, my friend. It's he's right. done this summer, right? So really, if they wanted to make a change, it would be a pretty easy change. Yeah, um, it's not if it's they not wanted like, to. It's not like Alan Pardew's still being paid by. Incredibly, he's been paid by Newcastle until 2020. How ridiculous is that? Sure. But I mean, you need someone that's going to come in that's going to um, right the ship. Um, and 11 games in, you could argue, isn't long enough in. But I don't think it's it's really that. I think it's just the fact that this team is so devoid of confidence. Right? It's not like they're losing yeah. games, but they're in the fight. We don't look like we're in the fight, and we haven't looked. We haven't looked for the five, really, the five games on the on the trot we've been beating, except exception maybe the first, you know, the last twenty minutes of the first half against Arsenal when we came yeah. back. There. We've not looked in it, and so now the Cards have to make that assessment based on last night. Um, yeah. It might be the sort of thing where, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know the Cards make it pay a visit to the players and go, what's going on? Uh, it might be that. I mean, hey. You do have Scott Parker there. You do. You do. Now, is it, is it, is it um, you know, could Scott Parker do a job? But that's a, that's a tough job to ask him. I know people are saying, well, what about Danny Murphy? I, I wouldn't. We all love Danny Murphy, but you don't want to put in that. It's not like he, if he went into the Scottish Premier, he'd probably do well. But you can't ask him to go up against, you know, teams like City or Liverpool or Chelsea or Arsenal right. or Tottenham. You, you can't. Um and it's funny, I, I reflected last night, Russ. Yep. If you look at this d- division versus when we got relegated, I think there's a seismic change. I think the chasm between the top and the bottom has become so great that, that you know, this n- notion of five top five, six teams wanting to leave is almost a relief. Because, let's be honest, um, clubs like us cannot compete. We can't compete with the talent level of the top clubs. We cannot. And that's why last night's result is disappointing, because yep. this is a sort of game where we should get something. We should be up for the fight, and we just won. I hear you, my friend. Listen, uh, for time's sake, we're just going to go through a couple of key moments. Yeah. Let's go right to the goal, which turns out to be an own goal. 
And this is something that Max and I were talking about. And again, this is not an, an excuse because it's a goal. It's a goal no matter what. But he was talking about the fact that Tom Kearney went down and play continued. I want to get your thoughts on the goal and thoughts on that situation. I'm not going to offer an excuse because okay. the goal was yet another example of our inability to deal with crosses. True. And uh, as I said, you know, I said earlier, we could, we could, you know, ordinarily teams could say, well, we're not getting any luck and the refs are giving us this and we get, no, 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 no. We should have no complaints. I think Huddersfield are a very poor side, but they played better than us last night. Yep. That, that just about says a lot. The crosses come in, you know, Schindler, you know, might as well have been Oscar Schindler, goes up for the cross, and uh, Fosu Mena goes in off Fosu Mensa's head. Yep. Fosu Mensa's, um, you know, he was absolutely brutal against Bournemouth. Um, he was getting an absolute song and dance taken out of him last night. Um, even players like Tim Ream, Tim Ream's not, Tim Ream doesn't come on because Tim Ream right now doesn't deserve to be in the eleven. Because right. he's, he's been he's been shocking, he's been absolutely shocking, and um, he can talk all he wants about our players not putting the effort in. But as he looked at his videotape of the way he's played, you've got to lead by example. You lead by example, and it was just a matter of time before crosses a cross is going to come, and it's going to, it's, you know, they're going to create chances. And Rico, you know, is one of the very few bright lights right now. There's nothing he could have done about the goal, sure. but you know, we lost our defensive coach. And we seem to have lost our shape and we seem to have lost our way. Yeah. And it seemed, when the goal went in, it buoyed them up. You know, you saw the reaction in the game. Yeah, it was like they won the World Cup. Oh, it was. No. And listen, I just want to say this. I'm not making an excuse for the Kearney thing. I was just going to also mention that it did happen, but you still have to play like it didn't happen. So I don't know if the players reacted to it or not. I, I, I think they still played, but it's just an unfortunate thing. That's what I just wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, but you've got to, you know, the old notion of you've got to play the whistle. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just, I go back to what I said earlier about the players talking amongst them. And we've heard about it, you know, we're here in North America, players only meetings. It's a total load of old shite, really, frankly. And I, I, it's the first time I've ever heard a manager turn around and go, yeah, well, yeah, well, you should have thought of that before. We're too bloody late, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, right. really, I mean, the, I mean, the bus has gone off the cliff. What are you going to do? If you step off the cliff, there's only one way you're going to go. Yeah, and it's not going to be up, right? I mean, it's you know, it's it, 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 you know, as I've thought about the game today, I think the players should be bloody embarrassed, and actually, they should be bloody embarrassed for themselves. They should be bloody embarrassed for all those incredible fans that travelled up, and they should be bloody embarrassed for the for for the coach because they're making him look like a dimp, and yeah. he's not a dimp. You don't become no. a bad coach overnight, and that was a good lineup, right? Yep. It's a good lineup. So, so what the bollocks are they doing? I don't, I don't. But that's why, again, I keep going back to this, Giannis. And we could look at the recruitment. You could say what you want. These are quality players. And I've actually seen this throughout the season. I know this team can play. And I thought he put out a strong side. I, I, the bench is a different story. But you have to ask yourself, you've got to look at the players themselves. Why are they not performing? I, I also mentioned the tactics. That's a different thing. We can look at that, but that, there's no excuse for effort, and that's what I keep going back to. But real quick on this, because I want to get your thoughts on Savisa. Two situations for Fulham, one in the first half and the second half, and I apologize to everyone. Unfortunately, I'm short for time to do a, a full-length post-match show. 
But what are your thoughts about the uh, situation with Dennis Adore in the box? Was it a penalty in the first half? And in the second half, the situation where Andre Sherlock puts the ball in the back of the net, but Mitro was offside. What are your thoughts on both of these calls? Both calls were good. Um, uh, second one, I mean, Adoy, the Adoy thing, I think, was was a bit of a no-brainer. The Sherlock one was unfortunate. He finished it well. But but you know what? You've still got to get outside. You know, I mean, I, 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 brilliant. He scores, brilliant. But you still got to get outside. And that's, and that's the out-of-sync thing we're seeing. Yeah. You know, and... Um, you know, I, I, I'm... I think that is systemic of what's going on with them. The fact that you have that opportunity and yeah. again, you have this situation that actually could get you equal here, get you a point and you're offside. It's just, it's one thing after another, Giannis. The calls are not going their way. And that's just, that's what happens to bad teams. This is a bad team. Yeah, you make your own yeah. luck. You create your own luck by playing well and believing in yourself. And this team has no belief. No, they All don't. Right. To wrap this up, uh, we're just going to spend a couple minutes on this, and I want to get your thoughts on a couple polls that I've done. They're still ongoing, so I just want to keep that in mind because obviously the big topic is should Fulham sack Savisa Jokanovic? So I did a poll, and I'll give you the results so far of the polls here. Let me just pull them up. The Twitter poll is, and again, the question was, should Fulham Football Club sack Savisa Jokanovic now? Yeah. Giannis, I've had 551 votes. Yes is at 48%. No is at 52%. Okay, so keep that in mind. And then on top of that, I did one more poll. And this poll is on the Cottage Talk Facebook page. Okay? This poll has 621 votes. Same question, yes is at 47, and no is at 53%. So I think the bottom line is that no is a little bit ahead, but it's pretty split, Giannis. Your thoughts on the poll? I agree. I think there should be a third poll, which is, do you think that McCarthy should take the job? And I think 100% would say yes. He's the man for the job. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, and I think a lot split. of that, yeah, yeah. I, think a lot of, I think a lot of the yes votes as well, and, and I must admit, after the game last night, I said, I said on Facebook, you know, um, no shots on that against the worst team in the division equals time for change. But I thought about it, and you know, some managers. You, I know Martin Yol had his detractors, and a lot of people wanted him to go. I am to, to like him, but um, you know, Mullenstein was a it was an interesting one. Felix, the time to go was, you know, the time to go. Not a problem there. Um, but Slava, Slava is one of those managers, if you look at what he did with our team last year, yeah. and what I do to set this up, it's very, very tough to dislike him. He's a very likable coach. And he's done, he did, let, let, let's please, all of us, can, let's not forget the run we went on last year. That's let's right. Let's not forget how we got the Premier League and that magical day in May. I mean, we're, you know, those are memories that will live with us forever. Um, and for that reason, I think there's a lot of a, a semblance of loyalty to this guy. That he, The fact that he brought us up means that he deserves the chance to take as far as he possibly can. And, I'm, and actually now, on reflection, I don't have a problem with that. The only issue I have is I'm not sure how he's going to do it. I, yeah. I don't. Um, is he going to change the formation? Is he going to admit that, you know what, I've got to play it a little bit different? Um I'm not sure. Um, 
I know that I'll bet you any amount of money, though, that the Khans were on the phone to him today and said, oh, look, sure. you, you know, what is happening? Yeah. What we saw we didn't like. You know, they, there's no way they would, the Khans will disagree with anything that the fans saw last night because we all watch the same game. Sure. So, um, you know, it, it's What would you do, Yanis? Yeah, real quick, what would you do? I, I hate to put you on the spot. I, I, uh, 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 I'll give them a couple more games. Okay. Liverpool is, 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 is going to be tough, but you never know. Southampton? Um, Southampton is going to be massive. Southampton are, 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 are this year are woeful, yep. and I think um, I think that will be that will be the decide. If, if we lose the next two, uh, I think that's it. But uh, I'd give them a couple more games. Let's, let's see if there's more fight in this in this idea. Okay, very good there, my friend. I've already said I want to stick with Savicio Kovic. That's my thoughts on. It. Listen, my friend, thank you so much for doing this abbreviated show. I want a job. I- <laughs> I want a job. I'm gonna phone. I'm gonna phone the cons. I want that job. No, we don't want job. Nick. We don't. No, we don't, don't want... say that. You're killing me. <laughs> okay, very good there, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. But I do have to wrap it up for my co-host Janice Shanae. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.